Today's show brought to you by Redcon1.com. That's right. Click the link at the bottom of the podcast app in which you are listening to this on. Check them out. Use promo code T20 Quartermist. That's right. Redcon1.com. Alright guys, and welcome to Don't Tread on America. I'm your host, Don Q. How's everybody doing out there today? I'm coming to you from the DTOM Studios in the free state of Florida, brought to you by Maker's Mark Bourbon. How's everybody doing out there? It's Friday. Friday, Friday, Friday. Um, yeah, Friday, May 27th, 2022. Uh... Welcome to the show, guys. I got a, a quick little show for you today. I say that every time, and we always go an hour. So how about that, right? So I'm kind of perplexed in preparing for this show today as far as what I want to talk about. Um, I have stuff on the Sussman trial, so I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold on to that. I'm going to really want to get into this Texas school shooting. And uh, got some updates as this is a developing story, obviously. Um, <clears throat> so I'm going to kind of delve into that story and some things that, that I think. Um, and obviously, this is a very fluid story. We'll see how long I can ramble on about that. And then, time permitting, we'll jump into the Sussman trial update if if i don't feel like we have the time and i don't want to bore you guys with that that's something i'll touch on on um sunday because there'll be more stuff coming out today with the Sussman trial uh ongoing situation so i think we'll go ahead and jump right on into the texas school shooting update and a couple of the questions that that i've been asking is how did this kid afford the gear he had okay so the average cost of of body armor runs anywhere from four hundred dollars to a thousand dollars and that depends on what you get so if, if it's a vest uh depending on the plate level you get um depending on what brand you get you're you're looking at at least a four hundred dollar bill right there at least and then if you get a helmet and the whole shebang, if you get leg armor, I mean, I don't know. Obviously, we haven't seen pictures of him in his body armor, assuming he actually had body armor. Um, so, you know, anywhere from 400 to to $1,000, give or take. And then, you know, there's the truck, which on depending on if it was new or used when it was purchased, you know, F-250... If it was diesel, gas, really don't know the specifics there. You're you're looking fifty to seventy thousand um, <clears> dollars, and then and then there's the guns, which is the is a pretty hefty price tag. Now, the weapons that were used, we know this now to be factual, was the Daniel Defense. Um, he had two uh, Daniel Defenses. One 
one he left in his, in the truck because he crashed the truck running from police. Now, of course, well, I'll get into the the stories and 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 whatnot here in a little bit. Let's talk about the the weapons right now. Um, so running from the police, and I'll get into that here in a second. Uh, crashed the truck when he when he bailed out of the truck. He took um one of the guns and some of the ammo. Um, one of those guns was a was a Daniel Defense M4, DD M4. Um, for those of you that don't know anything about guns or this particular gun, and I told you on the last show, you can get a decent AR-15 at your local gun shop. Actually, I, I shouldn't be saying this because I don't actually know how much they are nowadays. Last time I looked, because um, I personally am not in the market <laughs> for one, but uh, I want to say you get like a Bushmaster. Uh, depending on where you live, different areas of the country have different brands. But your Smith and Wessons, uh, Bushmasters, Diamondbacks, depending on you know what you're looking. You're looking at anywhere from at least on, on a five five six or two two three caliber. You're looking at anywhere from five hundred bucks to seven eight hundred bucks, roughly. And those are the lower end units. Then you get into like your your higher end, um, your Colts, and uh, you have just different. Uh, I, I don't know if I want to say boutique brands, but you know the higher end brands. Well, Daniel Defense is one of those very high end brands. Um, there's another. I can't think of a Bravo Company is another brand. They're very these are very expensive guns like these are for collectors they probably don't shoot a lot but they're military grade guns these are guns that Daniel Defense you it contracts with the military so roughly speaking each one of those guns runs you around $2000 each he had two we talked about the handgun haven't actually heard what kind of handgun I still would like to ask the question, um, how did he obtain the handgun? Because we we know he could go to a gun shop and buy these AR guns. We know that. He's 18. It's You're allowed to. And they had the receipts. I can't remember the exact dates. I want to say I read where he bought one gun like May 10th, May 12th, somewhere around there, and then bought the other one like a, a few days later. So basically, it's almost like he... And bought it on bought one gun on a Monday and bought another gun on a Thursday, and then the following week he did what he did. So then you you go through the the sites he had. So these guns aren't sold with sites other than your um, iron sights. So um, it looked like he had like a holographic powered, a battery powered holographic sight. Those generally. I didn't. You can't really tell the brand. So realistically, it could have been anywhere from a hundred dollar scope to a seven hundred dollar scope. So even if you split the difference and say each one of those scopes was four hundred dollars, right? That's eight hundred bucks. So you're looking at over five thousand dollars <throat> in just weapons. And then on top of that, he had almost four hundred rounds of ammo. Let's just say a dollar a round. You know, so now you're into six thousand plus dollars worth of stuff plus the body armor, 
which depending on how fully suited up he was, <clears throat> you know, he's probably into the mid six thousands to plus seven thousand dollar range of equipment that he obtained in a short period of time. It's not like he had been plotting and planning for years. I mean, I guess I, sh I shouldn't say that because by all accounts, he maybe has been plotting, but he obviously just turned 18 not that long ago, so he hasn't been preparing, I guess I should say. Um, so my question is, other than the the handgun how did he get the handgun where did he get the handgun i don't think that's really the big question because obviously in the world we live in today everyone's focused on the ar15 in in a 10 day period the the government the people that want to take guns away from us have their storylines they have what they want to have they have their their sandy hook 22 they have their you know what i'm saying and I'm not making light of Sandy Hook or any other school shootings. My point is, is whether we can get into the false flags and the, the, the whatevers here in a little bit. Just based on what we know as far as what we're being told. The, the government, uh, the Democrats, the whatever you want to call them. They have everything they're going to have to be able to want to do what they want to do. And by that, I mean you had the incident in Buffalo on the on the uh, 14th. And then 10 days later, that guy, white kid, also 18, um, goes in, AR-15 style rifle, shoots up a grocery store, killing 10. He's white, they're black. So you have that storyline. And then you go to a whole other situation where you have a... Um, a kid who <laughs> is was obviously Hispanic, whether he, you know, I mean, by all accounts, he was born here in America. He's from North Dakota or wherever he was from. Um, but he was obviously Hispanic. I mean, American by birth, but nonetheless, Hispanic um, heritage, right? Regardless of his race, goes in and shoots up a school, you know, killing 21 people 19 children two adults in his uh cowardism um the only good thing that came of it is we don't have to worry about a trial i mean the one thing that would have been nice for him to still be alive is to find out what the fuck it was going on in his head at least you have the buffalo shooter you can still try and figure that whole situation out but nonetheless um <laughs> how did he get this money so everything I could find, okay, so, you know, like I read, a, I was reading an article, and these guns, these uh, Daniel Defense guns, depending on the, uh, the gun shop, I, I think um, Daniel Defense has a, a um, finance, you know, where you, could, you can go and buy these guns and finance them, like you're buying a car or whatever. <clears throat> but I would also assume that you would have to have, you know, probably pretty good credit. You know, like when you're buying a, a vehicle, you can have average, maybe even below average credit and still get a car. You might have a little higher payment because your interest rate, blah, blah, blah. But um, I, I would think you're buying guns that are a couple of thousand dollars. They're not, they're not car expensive. 
I mean, they're expensive for guns, but they're not like buying a car, right? So I don't think they're going to let someone roll in there with like a 600 credit score buying some guns without putting a substantial amount down or whatever. But point being is, um, 18 years old, how good was his credit to be able to finance these guns, number one? And then let's assume he paid cash. How did he pay cash? Because from all accounts, he, um, you know, he's 18 years old. Uh, I've heard conflicting stories whether he dropped out of high school, graduated from high school. I, I don't know that what the story is. I'm hearing more so that he dropped out of high school and his last job was at Wendy's where he hasn't worked, where he worked part time, but had had quit a, a month prior. So, you know, any of you that have purchased any of this equipment in your lifetime and you might have a decent or good job and knows that it's not easy to make these purchases, but yet this guy was able to make these purchases within a week of each other. So if you, um, I mean, it's been years since I worked fast food, so I'm going to, I'm going to use my son for an example because his first job when he was in high school, he worked for McDonald's. Now, um, it was the end of his senior year. After he graduated high school, he kind of went there full time for a little while and, and like they made him like a crew manager or whatever. And I don't exactly know what his pay rate was. I want to say it was around 10 bucks an hour or something like that. I mean, this was a, a while back. It's not like he's a kid. This was eight years ago. Um, so let's just assume that this, this uh, uh, whatever his name is, Rosa, whatever his last name is, um, was um, making $12 an hour. Okay. I mean, even if you want to highball and say he was making 15, I'll go with that. His grandparents, you know, to look at when they interviewed the grandfather, you look at the house, and I'm not making fun. I'm not like, haha, you're poor. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is his mother was, is, was a, a crackhead, did, didn't know the father. It's not like he came from money. The grandparents lived a modest means. They didn't live in a big house. They didn't have, you could tell they just didn't have money. And like I said, I'm not, haha, you don't have any money. I'm not saying that. But, um, so like I said, he's working part-time at Wendy's. Let's say he's working, <clears throat> I'll even highball and say he's working 30 hours a week. And he's making $15 an hour, which I'm sure I'm giving him way too much credit because he probably wasn't working 30 hours and he probably wasn't making 15 an hour, but whatever. Just for easy math, we're going to go with those two numbers. So that's $450 a week he's making. Okay. So after taxes, he's bringing home, let's say, $380. Okay. And let's assume he has no other bills, which I don't know that that's factual because there is pictures of him taking selfies with his iPhone, which looked to be at least a 12 based on the cameras on the back. Once again, not a cheap phone. However, a little easier to obtain a cell phone relatively cheaply versus a Daniel Defense uh, DDM4. <laughs> you know, you get a contract with whatever wireless company and yada, yada, yada. 
Um, be well. This is totally off subject, but this would be a random thought of the day. I wonder what cell phone carrier he had. I wonder if he had a T-Mobile, and that's that's a discussion for another day. That's that's a throwback back to the show I did the other day where they were doing the uh, the telecom programs with the WEF. But I can talk about that again on Sunday. The company that's programming that is a, a German company uh, who is partners with T-Mobile. Anyway, <laughs> so um, so iPhones. $2,000 guns bought within a week of each other. Um, he's making, he might be bringing home 380 a week. So, like I said, let's assume he had no other bills. He wasn't helping, you know, the grandparents out with, with the mortgage or electric or whatever. Um, and he's not even paying a cell phone bill. His grandparents pay them, whatever. So, he's got 380 a week, cash money, no bills. It would still take him, assuming he didn't spend a penny of his paycheck, it would take him damn near half a year to save up the money to buy all that stuff. You kind of see where I'm going with this? So, the interesting thing is, is when these things happen, when you have 18, oh, he's 18 and he was able to buy, and he walked into a gun shop and bought an AR-15 and then killed these innocent kids. Okay, true. He walked into a gun, st gun store, bought these guns, went and killed these kids. That's fact. You can't argue with those facts. The, the thing is, is the how. How did he do this? And I don't want to hear, oh, it's because of gun laws and blah, blah, blah. No, that's not the how I'm looking for. How did he buy these guns? The kid obviously did not have money. His grandparents obviously did not have money. But yeah, he's driving a pretty nice truck, carrying a lot of nice guns. The, uh, guns that a lot of people that are gun enthusiasts would love to have. One of them. And he had two. So, you delve into the question, how did the 18-year-old kid in Buffalo have the guns he had? How did he have the body armor he had? And then you start looking at what's going on right now. Because as much as we're mourning for these children and the families in, in Texas, I, the thing that kind of bugs me the, a lot about this is you feel bad for these, these kids that are gone and their, their family members. Like I heard the story about one of the ladies, one of the teachers that died in the um, massacre, we'll call it what it is, uh, her husband so that was what Tuesday was the shooting. Her husband had a heart attack yesterday and died. I mean, he was literally heartbroken that his wife is dead. Now you have a mom and a dad gone because they had four children. So, I mean, there's another casualty that's not into this kid's body count, but nonetheless, it is a casualty of this situation. But nonetheless... <clears throat> You, in, a, in a span of 10 days, you had two 18-year-old kids that presumably don't, obviously, one's in Texas, one's in Buffalo, don't know each other from Adam, I would assume, was able to buy assault weapons, deadly K-9 
killing machine AR-15s. I mean, I'm, I'm making light. They bought rifles. Okay, we'll just say that. Bought body armor. Spent a lot of money doing so. How? How do you do that? Well, they didn't have any bills. They were 18. They didn't have family. They didn't, they didn't have, they're not like they're raising kids. Okay, cool. I get all that. I just gave you the breakdown. The kid worked for Wendy's. I don't give a shit if he was working there for two years. He, there's no way in hell he was able to accumulate that kind of money to buy that stuff. So what happens is when situations like these occur, you tend to get into um, conspiracy theories. And of course, we here at the, uh, the DTOM radio network we thrive on conspiracy theories, right? <laughs> but um, but in all seriousness, um, the the school shooting already generating some horrifying conspiracy theories. So I'm going to run through pretty much everything that's trending uh, with this particular case as far as conspiracy theories. But I do have one thought on this. Where I was going to a second ago is with this thing, as much as we need to mourn these kids and these families, have we forgotten about the situation in Buffalo? It's almost like the, the you know, the shooting and the, the massacre in Buffalo at the, at the grocery store. No one's even talking about these families anymore. And then you got Obama coming up. Because, like I said, the day before, on the 24th, is when this thing in Texas happened. And then, of course, that's all anyone could talk about on the 25th, which was also the two-year anniversary of George Floyd. So, of course, Obama's got to throw his spin into it and mix it into a George Floyd situation. It's like, Jesus Christ, dude, go to fuck away. But anyway, on to conspiracy theories of this incident, incident and other um, quote-unquote mass shootings um, of recent years. So, um, probably, so Sandy Hook was in, in 2012. Parkland, uh, I think it was 17. Orlando nightclub. So you have all these different, um, each, in each incident, I don't even want to say every mass shooting because there's, there, unfortunately there are a lot we only seem to, to dwell on the ones that use a specific gun. You know, like this article that I have here. It focuses on the Sandy Hook, Parkland, Orlando nightclub, Buffalo grocery store, and Uvalde. All of those shooting incidents had mass, ca mass casualties, but they also used the deadly assault weapon. AR-15. Um, so that's what they want to focus on. So, you know, within hours of Tuesday school shooting in Texas, you know, we had another rash of internet users spreading baseless claims about a man named as the gunman and his possible motives. So some of the unfounded claims that the gunman was an in immigrant living in the U.S. illegally or a transgender quickly emerged on Twitter and Reddit 
and other social media platforms. They were accompanied by a familiar conspiracy theory suggesting entire shooting was somehow staged. So before I read on, that's the one thing that I that I you got to be very careful when you're on Twitter and other other uh, social media platforms when it comes to these things because just because the kid was Hispanic doesn't mean he's not from this country. So we shouldn't just assume that's the case. So the claims reflected broader problems with racism and tolerance towards transgender people and uh, are an effort to blame the shooting on minority groups who already endure higher rates, online harassment, and hate crimes, according to disinformation expert Jamie Longoria. And it's true. I mean, not, not for nothing. I mean, racism, intolerance towards tra- transgender people, whatever. I mean, granted, um, I don't get the whole transgender thing, and I'm not here to debate that, so you do you. Just leave me the fuck alone. But surely what happened, this kid face started appearing here and there. Someone like, oh, that looks like Bobby, the dude that dresses like, you know, even though Bobby wasn't involved. So people start floating those pictures around and then your conspiracy theories run wild. But you see, I'll get into a different version of a conspiracy theory with this situation. But the... In this article, of course, it's going to go on to say its tactic serves as two purposes. It avoids real conversation about the issues, gun violence, and it gives people who don't want to face reality a patsy. It gives them someone to blame. Langoria, Director of Research at Disinfo Defense League, nonprofit. Um, Bogus assertions. In the hours after the shooting, Post falsely claiming the gunman was living in the country illegally went viral with some users adding embellishments, including he was on the run from Border Patrol. Okay, so I heard that one. So it goes, um, he was an illegal alien wanted for murder from El Salvador. Okay, the, he's 18. It's like he was 30. <laughs> Read one of the tweets, and it was retreated several hundred times. This is blood on Biden's hand. It should never have happened. So, I mean, in a roundabout way, it's kind of interesting because what some of these people were doing on Twitter was blaming a person who they just perceived as being an illegal alien. And then, of course, they spun it back onto Biden with his letting all these people come up from the South across the border. So that was the idea behind that. Now, as far as him being on the run from the Border Patrol, what happened there was when he crashed his truck, he was being chased by police. And people were like, see, he's, he's running from the Border Patrol. Why, why would he crash his truck? Blah, 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 blah. Well, as the story goes, he shot his grandmother didn't kill her and as far as I know has you know she's still alive I, I don't know I haven't heard anything new on that but nonetheless she was alive enough to be able to call 911 and give them a basic you know storyline my grandson shot me you know he's going to do shoot this school up um, and then they were able to find him and chase him and Chased him into the school, essentially. But, um, you know, the man who authorities said carried out the shooting, 18-year-old Salvador Ramos, a U.S. citizen, Texas Governor Greg Abbott, Abbott, said in a news conference Tuesday, other social media users seized on images of innocent Internet users to falsely identify the gunman. He was chan- uh, saying he was transgender on an online board, 4chan, blah, 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 blah. So, and then I kind of bit into that because the pictures did look like him. 
and uh, I never really talked about it. I was just, just me and Chris talking about it. And I was kind of going back to a Columbine situation. Well, let's say this kid was, I'm not saying he is, but let's, for the sake of the conspiracy theories that were going around like a day or so ago, let's assume that he, it was him in these pictures. Um, it kind of gives credence as to why maybe he dropped out of school. Um, he was being made fun of. He was being teased. He was being bullied. Okay, and I was like, but, okay, let's assume that's true. I'm not saying it's true. Just, just let's assume it's true because we know it's not true. We know that those pictures of him dressed like that wasn't him. So, But just for shits and giggles, we're going to assume it's true. Why the Why the elementary school? The grandmother supposedly told the police, told 911, that he was going to that elementary school. One would think if he dropped out of high school because he was being bullied and yada, 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 he would go to the high school, right? Why would he go to the, to the elementary school? Why would he go to that classroom and shoot those kids? It's not like he was just running through the school shooting people. He went to that classroom. I'm, I'm curious, like, is there something there? Is it just random selection? I don't know. On a post on Twitter, which has been deleted, featured a photo of a trans woman holding a green bottle to her mouth, breaking, uh, looking into the camera, headphones hanging from the ear. Breaking news, identity of shooter has been revealed. The shooter was a femboy with a channel on YouTube. None of that's true. photo actually depicts a 22-year-old trans woman named Sabrina who lives in New York City. Sabrina, who requests to keep her last name not published due to privacy concerns, and uh, I'm going to say blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so I'm just going to skip around because I don't need to go in the whole deal. Obviously, it wasn't him. Okay. Um, so other motives. In some cases, misinformation about mass shootings and other events are spread by well-intentioned social media users trying to be helpful. In other cases, it can work on grifters looking to start fake fundraisers, draw attention to their website organizations. Um, then they are trolls who seemingly do it for fun. Fringe online communities, including 4chan, often use mass shootings and other tragedies to as um, opportunities to sow chaos, troll the public, and push uh, harmful narr narratives. It is very intentional and deliberate for them to to be. Um, I'm sorry for them to, in celebrating the types of incidents. To also influence what the mainstream conversations usually are. Um, I think what's what's interesting to me is this. So there's another rumor and conspiracy theory, theory going around, and it has nothing to do with him being a legal alien, it has nothing to do with him being a transgender, whatever. So supposedly this kid was seeking psychiatric help. Now, I came across, and, I, and I'm sure I'm uh, an idiot and won't be able to find this now that I'm thinking about it. But, um, let me see. Yeah, I didn't save it, did I? So, there was a, there was a thing going around with um so so anyway this kid supposedly was seeing seeking psychiatric help uh was being put under 
hypnotism by his doctor. And, and like I said, this is conspiracy theory. I'm not saying this is factual. I'm not saying that I have proof of this. It's just conversation we're having. Now, this doctor supposedly is linked to another doctor in Buffalo who is also treating that kid. So this is where you kind of look into the where Chris and I had done this show a little while back on our Deton files, um, the MK Ultra situation. So that's something that's popping around on Twitter and also on TikTok. Now, I'm not saying I go what basically what I use TikTok and Twitter for is I just scroll. I look at what's trending, I look up stuff, and then what from there you'll get your conspiracy theories, you'll get ideas, you'll get people saying whatever. Then I can do research. So I'll get on TikTok and you'll see a video and there'll be a guy saying whatever he's saying. Then I can research that. It's it's even better when they post articles and then I can go to that article. So there was one guy that posted an article and that's what I was just looking for. Um, <laughs> where uh, it had said something to this effect that what if these two kids were part of a of a situation this is this is what for life of me i can't believe that anybody would want this to happen but then you start thinking about abortion and i know this you you're probably thinking what the hell is this dude talking about what does abortion have to do with these killings well murder's murder right so one could say you could easily ask the question why would our government choose these poor little kids, innocent victims, to be, uh, you know, killed for the the quote unquote greater good of gun control? What? what why would our government um, sacrifice these people in Buffalo for the quote unquote greater good of gun controller? Gun? No, I'm sorry, gun control. Well, let's think about it. So let's assume, and I, and I know this is going to be a lot of assumptions here, but just just hang with me. If if Democrats don't really give a crap about children, thus we want to pass abortion, we need to federally mandate abortions at you know at two weeks past <laughs> past birth or whatever they're trying to do. Then do you think they really care about? kids in school i mean you can put on a good act and you can get up there and cry and you can do your little thing biden and say it's been 10 years and three thousand blah 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 days and i'm getting sick and tired of it. you can say all that bullshit you want deep down inside we know you don't really care about these children not so much these children but children in general because if you did you would outlaw abortion okay now i'm not one of these people that's 100 like abortion period is bad Okay, I am of the belief that based on, okay, I'll say this. Abortion should not be used as birth control, period. Okay, now, if there's a situation where it's going to uh, harm the mother, then yeah. Now, I don't even agree with, I think once, I, I like the Texas rule, essentially. Once there's a heartbeat, it's too late. Um, hell, uh, Oklahoma, uh, what was that? I think Wednesday, they just signed a total illegal. And, um, I, oddly enough, haven't really heard a whole lot about it for the fact that, um, 
with everything else going on, they're not focused on that. But nonetheless, don't sit in there and tell me that you give a crap about these kids when you, we know you don't give a crap about kids. And then when it comes to this grocery store and these 10 people in Buffalo that got killed, and uh, I'm pretty sure all of them were African-American, all you know, and conveniently enough done by a white guy because in, in also trying to push the, the evil gun narrative, we can push a race narrative also. The, the uh, Texas situation was a Hispanic kid, 18, shooting up a classroom, and by all accounts, from what I could tell with the pictures and stuff, was pretty much all Hispanic people. So you can't use race in that, but you still have the gun to focus on. So then you say, well, in Buffalo, well, that's not kids. He, he killed 10, you know, I don't know if they're all adults, how old they were, but they weren't children. Um, but they were all black. So then we also know the Democrats really don't care about black people. You know, to quote a line from Kanye West, you know, when he said, Bush, George Bush don't care about black people during Katrina. I would say Democrats really don't give a crap about black people and most... Most of your government doesn't give a crap about black people. Sorry to say that, but it's... Unfortunately, most government don't give a crap about any of us, and no matter what color you are, but we've seen the track record of Democrats with black folks. So, do you think they really care if if the idea is to push the, the narrative and the greater good of gun control and the evil assault weapons, and we got to ban them, we got to get rid of them, we got to do like we did back in 94, then... Okay, you got to sacrifice a few people. And I still stick to the thing that this isn't over. There's going to be another mass shooting. They've got to keep doing this until they get the point across, so to speak. But, um, so, back to what I was saying about these two kids being under, were they on psychotropic drugs? Were they, that's where the T-Mobile thing comes in, because that was kind of a a throwback to, uh, let me see if I can find that article real quick. Was it here? Yeah, so this was the, um, this was from the show I did the other day on Wednesday. We were talking about the, uh, let me see if I can find it, yeah, right here. So the, uh, the plan was the WHO contracted a German-based Deutsche Telekom subsidiary T-Systems uh, to develop a global vaccine passport system. Now, I'm not trying to mix in the WEF and the WHO situation into this whole thing, um, but I'm looking at the global vaccine passport system. I'm curious to know if maybe... So, T-Systems, Deutsche Telekom is the, is the company. Uh, and they're a subsidiary of T-Systems, which is also a subsidiary of of uh, T-Mobile as a part of this group. And this is me reaching out on a very deep limb, very, very farm. The, rim, the uh, limb is cracking, and I'm trying to get that last apple off the branch. But what if, once again, let's assume <laughs> that both these kids were seeing a psychiatrist, let's assume that they were on psychotropic drugs. Let's assume those drugs were 
a form of MK Ultra that could trigger these kids somehow, some way, to do the things they did. You, when they go into the doctor, if it's just Doctor Johnson and Ramos and well, I don't know the other kid's name, but whatever. Uh, and in in session, the doctors subliminally or you know these kids are under uh, hypnosis, and he's giving them some kind of whatever in their head, and then on top of that, giving them some sort of drugs of some psychotropic whatever drugs. We know that the kid in Texas had a iPhone. I, I couldn't tell you about the one in Buffalo, and the only reason I know the kid in Texas had an iPhone because he had a selfie in the mirror, and you could see the phone. Um, let's assume, once again, <laughs> those were T-Mobile phones. T-Mobile's doing the global McGillicuddy with the who. Who's to say that they're not involved in all this somehow? I, I shouldn't. I'm. I'm. Once again, T-Mobile, if you're listening. I'm assuming I'm laying out a foundation of a conspiracy theory. So I'm not saying that you are, you had anything to do with this. My point is this, if you're developing a system for global vaccine passports and we know cell phones and of course, uh, Sprint and Verizon and whoever else, I mean, I, I guess there's really only three now. It's what Verizon, AT&T and T-Mobile because Metro and Sprint and everyone's under the T-Mobile umbrella now, but nonetheless, any of these phones can be used as a trigger if you're under some sort of hypnosis or some kind of trigger, you know. So I'm not blaming any particular company. I'm just saying it's interesting to to wonder. At any rate, um, were these kids part of a of an MK Ultra? Un, unknowingly, they're both loner kids, um, you know didn't really have any friends, didn't really have any acquaintances, didn't really do anything. It's possible. It's very possible. We did an MK Ultra uh, show. We talked about them using random people and triggering them to do things like this. To push an agenda. Now what's that agenda? And ban assault weapons. So the interesting thing is mass murders during the assault weapons ban. Now, the, the ban started in September of 94 and ran till September of 04. The law was signed into by then-president. I did that one. I signed that. That was all me. Uh, you're welcome. Shut up, Bill. Anyway, by Bill Clinton. And the interesting thing is, let me see. I got a thing right here. I got it right here. So studies find that no evidence that assault weapons ban reduced homicide rates. So, mass shootings are a unconscionable act of violence and are the most acutely disturbing form of gun violence in the wake of such tragedy. Many gun control advocates, lane-based uh, gun rights supporters by allowing weapons of war onto the streets of America and not supporting re reasonable gun reform. The measures put forth are usually either a ban and or mandatory buyback of assault weapons, most of which are more accurately known as semi-automatic rifles. Assault weapon is a vague term that varies state to state and can include common pistols, shotguns, depending um, out other attach attachable accessories. And before I read on here, um, it's true. Assault weapon. What is an assault weapon? I can assault you with a shovel. So now my shovel is an assault weapon. I can assault you with a tire iron. 
Assault is an action. The weapon is whatever you use. I mean, just in those two words alone, the gun is makes no sense. You can't just label that gun an assault weapon because, like I said, I can take this, I can take this microphone, detach it from this table. It's it's metal. I could beat the shit out of you. Okay, so now it's an assault microphone, or you know, assault weapon. The weapon is the thing. The assault is the action. So whatever the thing is I'm assaulting you with is now the weapon. So it's a very vague term. Now what this article is referring to is a lot of states have stipulations on uh, quote-unquote assault weapons. You have um, magazine capacities or barrel lengths or pistol grips or no pistol grips or no foldable um, stock and so on and so forth. So like like, for example, in New York, oddly enough, and I wasn't going to get to this until after I read this, but I'll touch on it real quick. They have an assault weapons ban in New York. Now, Buffalo is in New York where the kid used an assault weapon, your, your definition of an assault weapon. So the way I read the report was the kid bought the gun secondhand from a person who had modified the gun to be... Okay, so the person he bought the gun from had bought it prior to the assault weapons ban that was in New York. The um, That law passed at the end of 12, um, right after Sandy Hook. Um, so the way, the way like the assault weapons ban worked in 94 was anything made prior to the September, whatever the exact date was, but September or whatever of 94, anything manufactured prior to that date was legal. So anything made September 94 on, which shouldn't have been made, I would assume, if you couldn't sell it, right? But um, it's kind of stupid because if prior to 1994, there was all these killings, with assault weapons, then you ban assault weapons. But I bought this in August of 93. Oh, okay, you're fine. And, you know, guns are stamped with a date, manufactured date, so you can be like, yeah, look, it was... Uh. So, that's kind of stupid. It's like, they, they do these things to um, appease the public. Like, if they come out and said, we're doing assault weapons ban, and we've got you know, we've got Republican support and we're going to be able to pass it and blah, blah, blah. Okay. And if it's similar to the one that was done in 90 and 94, where they say anything made before, you know, whatever, <laughs> April of 23, let's just use a date. Um, you're fine, but anything after that you can't have. Okay, cool. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying it's cool because obviously you would see a big bunch of people pissed off, but I don't recall now in 94 I was two. No, I was two. How old was I? 94, I was 21. Um, I don't recall hearing a lot about the assault weapons man, to be honest with you, good or bad, and I don't recall people getting in an uproar. I think back in those days, it was in prior to then, it was a lot easier for the government to swing things by the mass public because we didn't have the internet, we didn't have 
Twitter and Facebook and whatever else to to get all pissed off at. But at any rate, the guy he bought the gun from in Buffalo modified the gun because it was bought prior to um, the date of the of the ban. So in New York, to their credit, they said anything, any gun period, you can't have unless you do these things to it. So he had to have a non-detachable magazine put on the gun, and it could only be a 10-round. couldn't be more than 10-round uh, magazine. But in, modif- <clears throat> in modifying a gun, just like you modify a car or anything else, you can unmodify it. So that's what the kid did. Anyway, uh, mass shootings with assault weapons constitute a fraction of a percent of gun violence. So, uh, from 2007 to 2017, there was 150,000 total homicides. Um, 103,000 of those were gun homicides. You know, and I'm going to try not to use the word only. So, 495 of those were mass uh, were mass shooting homicides, and 253 of them were mass shooting homicides involving a, uh, a quote unquote assault weapon. So, and realistically, I was looking at the data. I don't have the exact numbers, but prior to '94, when they um, when they did the uh, the ban. It, it was even less, you know, it was a fraction and it's like, uh, how do they even get that shit passed? Number one, but studies find no evidence assault weapons ban reduce homicide rates. There's a theoretical reason to doubt the effectiveness of, of a ban or a buyback of assault weapons, but it doesn't help. The real world evidence suggests these measures fall, uh, fail to produce reactions our reductions in gun violence between 94 and 04 the federal government banned the manufacture sale or transfer of assault weapons and large capacity mags a subsequent department of justice study found no evidence that the ban had any effect on gun violence and stated that should be renewed um, the ban's effect on gun violence are likely to be small at best and perhaps too small for a liable measurement so, we know we've heard out Australia, but um, Australia is a perfect example that proves that gun control doesn't work. In 96, Australian experienced a horrific mass shooting. In response, the government implemented a mandatory buyback scheme that banned and confiscated certain types of firearms, including assault weapons. In 2016, JAMA study on the matter found no statistically significant change in the trend of the country's firearms homicide rate following the law's passage. The authors also noted that the decline in firearm suicides post-ban could not clearly be contributed to gun control since non-firearm suicides fell by even greater magnitude. And, of course, there's inconclusive evidence of assault weapons ban on mass shootings. So, when former President Clinton claimed in '94 or claimed the 94 to 04 assault weapons ban was associated with reduced mass shootings. PolitiFact rated the claim as half true, noting that the ban's impact remains unclear. Uh, Mother Jones data on mass shootings. I've constructed a graph to see below. Prior to the ban, 
On average, five people were killed with assault weapons and mass shootings per year. During the ban, the number went slightly down to four. Post-ban, it rose to 22. But mass shootings with assault weapons didn't rise until 12, eight years after the ban ended. And seven years after the ban, there was only an average, only an average of four people killed in mass shootings with an assault weapon. I mean, all in all, and I, and I guess another question to be asked in this, and I'm sure it's not in this article, is when you say assault weapon. So we're going to assume you're talking about an AK-47 or a, I'm going to just say R-15 because you never hear them talking about AK-47s. So you mean to tell me these mass shootings in whatever state, wherever they're at, um, I, I shouldn't say this because I can't really back it up, but okay, in this case, the kid in Texas bought the guns from a gun shop. The kid in uh, New York bought it from some dude, whatever. But I would assume a lot of the times these guns, if it's an AK-47 and it's used in gang warfare and it's mass shit, I mean, so it's it's a tricky it's a tricky thing. And I'm telling you right now, anyone that knows anything about something knows for a fact that if they do a, a gun ban or a assault weapons or whatever, the only people that are going to miss out are the legal gun owners. People that don't give a shit about laws, i.e. the people that do the killing, they don't give a shit about your ban. They're just going to ignore it. I mean, why do you think they go to gun-free zones to do what they're going to do? Because <laughs> there's there's no competition there. But um, to get off of this subject, I'm not the Texas shooting, but the uh, bans and whatnot and the conspiracy theories. The fact of the matter is the the police department, and, and that's another thing I want to get into, and that's an ongoing story, and I'm sure there's going to be some lawsuits out of this whole situation. You've surely seen the videos with the uh, police holding back the parents from letting them get into the school, and they're you know the parents are yelling at the, the police, and why aren't you going in there? Why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? Arresting... You know, people pulling tasers, just doing stupid shit. Well, so the the population of this town is like 15,000 people. It's a very small town. And I'm not trying to make excuses. As me and Chris had this discussion today where I was talking about these cops probably were scared shitless. I'm sorry. Not knowing exactly what was going on. Now... Whoever was chasing him, whatever, you know, I'm assuming it was a town police officer chasing him because the grandma got shot and blah, 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 knew it was one kid. It's not like it was a, you know, four or five man team. Probably didn't have a whole hell of a lot of training. Surely you would, you would want to believe that the police officers had more training, but with this being a smaller town... You know, how many cops were on duty? People were complaining, well, the the school resource officer wasn't even there. Well, maybe, I'm just, I'm not, like I said, I'm not trying to make excuses, but maybe, hindsight being 2020, they, maybe they don't have the budget for multiple resource officers. So he has to split his time between the high school where you would think you would probably need a resource officer more so than the elementary school based on the, the, um, size of the kids that go to those schools. You see what I'm saying? Like the resource officer, in my opinion, is there to 
oh, there's the cop. There's, you know, to kind of assert authority, right? So if you're in elementary school, who thinks that you're going to need a cop there? I mean, obviously they did, but you see my point. But when it comes down to it, I, I don't know how it is in Texas or the states you guys live in, but like when I was in school, they didn't have resource officers because we weren't a bunch of fucking morons. But even when my kids were in school, the resource officers they had weren't the most virile, fit go-getters. You see, and I'm not haha. They're fat and lazy. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying they're fat and lazy. No, I'm just saying they were generally probably had pretty good amount of time on the force. It was a cushy job. You see, you kind of see where I'm going with this. Um, they were probably, you know, a sergeant or you know whatever. They probably it was a, just an easy job. They could work Monday through Friday. You know, seven to three. You know, whatever the schedule was. It was, it was an easy job. Um, so they're probably scared. You see these assault weapons and you hear the loud. I mean, if you ever shot an AR, if you ever shot at whatever caliber, uh, it was a 5.56 or two two three, whatever, same, same difference. But if you've ever shot one of those guns, they're not quiet. So if, if you've never shot one of those, it's going to scare the shit out of you, especially if you don't have any air protection in because, you know, who would think to? In these, in these situations. And I'm sure that's why this kid, assuming there was no ulterior motive for him to go to the school, there was no persons there that he was sent to kill, he was just there to do what he did to create a discussion on these weapons, um, why not go to an elementary school where there's probably not a resource officer because it's an elementary school and it's a gun-free zone and it's little kids. So it's not like you got to have a fear of going to, say, the high school and doing this and some big-ass football player tackling you and beating the shit out of you. you. You see what I'm saying? So there were easy targets. Cops were obviously scared, except for the one that actually finished the deed. Now, by all accounts, this guy, and I don't know his name, but um, he's a hero. He, uh, from the story I read, was getting his hair cut, got a text message from one of the teachers saying... You know, blah, blah, blah. This guy's in here shooting everybody. He borrowed <laughs> the uh, barber's shotgun, drove to the school, and killed the dude. That dude's got brass balls. And if Biden doesn't do anything else having to do with this shooting, that guy needs a friggin' medal. And the cops that were too scared and too much of a pussy to go in there. And the thing that kind of pisses me off about it is these cops standing out there holding these parents back were all strapped with similar guns that the kid had in freaking um, in the school. Also, they were wearing body armor. So, I mean, it's nice to know that when shit hits the fan, these are going to be the guys that are protecting us. That's why I always say you need to protect yourself. And hopefully you guys are taking care of that without going into the details. I'm not telling you what I've done. I've told you what to do. Buy you some food. Buy you some stuff. Get situated. Because they're coming. The government, our government, Chinese, someone's coming. And these are just parts of things they're doing to take our protections away from us. So, with that being said, I'm sure there's going to be more to this story as the next couple of days go by. And we will talk about him again on Sunday. And I will also update you on the Sussman trial. 
and uh, see where that's all going. And uh, all I can say, guys, is please, you know, pray for the families that have been killed mercilessly. And, uh, you know, whatever app you're listening to this on, guys, if you could please give me a five-star review and please share this with your friends. Um, it'd be great. It's great help. Um, other than that, guys, uh, check us out on social media, Facebook and Instagram at Don't Tread All America, on Twitter at DTOM underscore 1775, and uh, my personal uh, Twitter is PCGC underscore 1775. Check me out. Drop me a line. If you have anything to say, if you want to combat me on whatever uh, whatever I said and call me a dumbass, cool. I just want the interaction. <laughs> All right, guys, with that being said, today is May 27th, 2022, and I will actually be back on Sunday for a show because it's Memorial Day on Monday, and I'm going to a cookout at my son's house, so sugar water. All right, guys, you have a great day, and I'll talk to you again on Sunday. <laughs>